Brian's up at the house the day before me and tell me the wood's arrived. Oh, good, I think. We used up a shocking amount of wood this past winter, so better resupply now while it's top of mind. Plus, we buy it from our neighbor with the orchard, so it's not only very good smoked apple wood, it's very, very, very local. They deliver it via forklift. I forget all about it until I get up to the house myself and take the garbage out to the garage before bed. I walk in, and when the light pops on, there are nine giant apple crates filled to the rim with hundreds, maybe thousands of pieces of chopped wood waiting to get stacked. I shriek and run back to the house. Cityots may not know this and have up to learn the hard way as we have. You need a lot of wood for these cold winters. We bought one cord the first winter, and now buy two. Each face cord is 8 feet by 8 feet by 8 feet. That's about 240 pieces per cord. And when you buy chopped wood, someone will deliver it for sure, but you have to stack it yourself, like with your hands. I bought gloves, so I just don't get splinters and can move a little faster. We stack the two cords in the inset bays in our garage. Nine giant boxes is intimidating, though. The good news is it's only April. If I stack 10 pieces a weekend, I'll be done by November. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. So excited for season two. I'm here with my new microphone, courtesy of my in-laws, and I have big plans. From what we cover to who we will meet. If you haven't already joined our Facebook group, please do so at facebook.com slash cityandlife. It's hard to think too far in advance, though, because spring came like this week. It actually came last month for a day, but then it snowed and ran away. I've also been in Chicago a lot for work, and I swear I was in a hailstorm in April. Now here in the Hudson Valley, though, it's all green on the ground. Well, green and mud. My sneakers weren't doing it, so I finally bought another pair of Carhartt mud boots. They're so nice, though. I really wanted to wait to wear them when the ground dried up. The best is being outside. We have a deck with table, couch, and a lounge chair, but it's really about being in the garden. There we have six Adirondack-style chairs we got from Wave Hill, and they're spread out in pairs. There's two by the side gate, two in the middle yard, and two in the far yonder, out by the hammock. Last year, though, we took outdoor seating to the next level. I bought Brian a bench for his birthday, and we put it out by the creek. He also bought a cafe table with two chairs and set it up in a nook. He even bought seat cushions, though the tags, I think, are still on them. Obviously, we haven't actually used it yet. One morning, we will coffee there. My favorite spot, though, is really the picnic table Brian bought from a neighbor. On days I work from home in good weather, I can sit there with my laptop, the Wi-Fi just extending far enough, and the background noise of birds for conference calls. Brian's out in the garden every day, much more active than I am. He moved the two absinthus plants that we protect each winter by bringing into the house. They're important since they're a carryover from the previous owner, so it feels like we're perpetuating a kind of continuity. That, and while not giving up and paving the backyard. Winter leaves quite a mess. The walkways through the garden with little stones need to be relayed, and the gardening beds need to be edged. That flooding is really getting annoying. Every year, a bit more. We can see where the low spots are, there's enough drainage for the creek. We were talking to the DEC and some other experts about dredging and other solutions. Climate change, folks, is local. Brian's also been laying straw along the beds to protect new seeds from the birds. Then there's just futzing with new visions. The other day, he moved a young tree from by the front gate to, well, don't know exactly where it went. I'm afraid to ask him. He asked me why I don't take a bigger interest in the garden, and I say, I do, I do, I do, as I sit down on that bench by the creek and look out at the pleasant sight of Brian restoring it every season. Thank you.
Winter into spring means chores and projects. We had a company come over to empty the septic tank. You're supposed to do it every three years. You have to dig up the yard a bit where it's located earlier, though, so it's ready for them when they arrive. The company is called, wait for it, Royal Flush. Our bigger project, however, is that we're finally repainting the exterior of the house. We did the garage, the goat shed, and the fence the last two years, and now it's time to hit the main building. It's actually going to be a stain rather than a paint, black. Kind of like a charcoal. It's going to be amazing. The green in the garden will pop. We haven't decided on the color of the front door, though. Brian did a bunch of samples on a slab of wood. Red was a good idea at first, but now we think it'll stand out too much. I mean, we're not in Elizabeth Arden Spa. There's something about the yellow and the gold, but maybe not that yellow or gold. Gray would be the safe color. Hmm. Back to the paint spore. A thing to learn is you've got to be patient. Getting estimates is a challenge in itself. Getting to an agreement and a start date is another. We seem to be lined up with the right guy and the right price. We've got our fingers crossed. It'll start in a few weeks. But if I never mention it again, you'll know why. What I'm excited about in season two falls into four areas. First, new friends. We met Jane and Nathan thanks to this show. Can't wait to see who else we meet this year. Also, new things to learn. I want to get deeper into the history of the town, the area. I'm reading History of the Hudson River Valley right now, but I want to get up close to stories behind street names and property and real local lore. There's new events, too. I was absolutely crushed to learn that car soccer, my favorite event, wasn't happening this year. It's when in the giant field in Red Hook on a Saturday, there's a huge game of soccer. There's a giant plastic ball, demolition cars as players, and excavators as goalies. The whole town turns out with the DJ, the Boy Scouts, and of course a fire truck just in case. When I didn't see the schedule, I asked in the Facebook group and learned that the guy who ran it suddenly passed away, and there wasn't time to find someone new to pick it up. But new events do pop into place. Dutch's Tourism Week starts May 7th, and the amazing Jeanette we know, the hostess at the Tivoli Hotel in the corner, is a finalist for hospitality. Go Jeanette. There's no podcast category. Well, not yet. New recommendations will come, too. We keep suggesting things we like. Over the winter, for example, we discovered Hamilton and Adams, a cool boutique in Kingston. And through them, we found the Farmhouse Project, which sells beautiful things for hosting on their website. Part of getting to know places is also meeting the owners. I've learned to always say hello and introduce myself. City, it's going bigger. You'll see in our Facebook group the new logo. Our friend Ryan Carl, a great graphic designer, created it. We'll talk about it more in the future.